company just posted an urgent message about the missing crew. Well, don't leave me hanging like Pluto's planet status. What's the message? You're not going to believe this. The suspense is literally eating me alive. They found the crew. Well, that's a relief. Were they picked up nearby? They were picked up in an S-type asteroid mining ship called the Nostromo. Hmm. I've definitely heard that name before. Let me show you its current location. The Calippo system? That's light years away. The Nostromo said the crew they picked up were unusually cold to the touch, but otherwise normal vitals. No idea how they ended up that far from the ship. That's absolutely wild. The escaped crew apparently had time to seal themselves within a pod with a traveler. I can't believe the pod held that long. Any word on any of those other travelers? Unfortunately, no news yet. And in this situation, no news isn't good news. But how about some Serendibite news? Where'd you find that? Remember the battery you dropped? Apparently, I stashed it in my bag of tools as we were running for our lives. It fizzled and cracked a lot. I hope it's okay. Let's play it. And that's why Oompa Loompa labor laws are a serious issue at the Wonka factory. Sounds like a sweet issue. Indeed. And we're back, broadcasting from the pale blue dot we call Earth. We've got a great short for you today. Now, speaking of Willy Wonka, uh, a famous line he had in the Willy Wonka movie, the, the Gene Wilder version, he said, candy is dandy, but liquor is quicker. Mm -hmm. Now, that line does not belong to Willy Wonka. It actually belongs to Ogden Nash. He was an American poet uh, back in the 1930s, I believe. So that's how old that line is. And another uh, old idea or old concept is uh, back before the 1600s. It's kind of sad, but children weren't really thought of as children. They were the lowest class of citizens of people. And that's why uh, the old phrase, children shouldn't be uh, seen or heard, is exists. That's where that comes from? That's where it came from. They People just thought children were kind of a burden back in the day. But children do, or at least nowadays, make me think of candy and being a child and having candy. Uh, I eat candy all the time. Uh, one of my favorite candies was Pop Rocks. You remember Pop Rocks? Oh, yeah. Well, Pop Rocks are still around now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they 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 kind of come and go. They make a ebb and flow, and they appear, disappear. But, uh, but yeah, they were originally designed to be an instant soda. Hmm. They were made into a powder form, and the idea was you pour that into a glass, pour water in it, and then all of a sudden you have carbonated soda. Uh, the two guys that invented them, uh, Leon Kremsner and William Mitchell back in 1961. Now, these are the same guys that invented Jell-O, Tang, and Cool Whip. Uh, they worked at General Foods at the time, and they invented it in 1961, but they didn't release them until 1975. Now, they didn't last long on the shelf uh, because the CO2 would leak out of the candy. Mm -hmm. So because of that and because of just poor sales, because the candy was often stale when it was sold, they took it off the shelf in 1983. I also heard that General Foods was purchased by Philip Morris companies in 1985. Yep. And then Kraft Foods was purchased in 1988. Mm -hmm. And General Foods and Kraft Foods were merged by the Philip Morris company in 1990. So the Pop Rocks were then sold under the Kraft Food Corporation, which eventually led to the distribution and freshness issues. So Kraft licensed the candy to Zeta Especial SA. And the issue with the Pop Rocks is that they have to be kept fresh due to the infusion of the CO2, right? Right, that's correct. So a lot of uh, craft was kind of dropping the ball uh, from what I was seeing, and they would uh, reroute some of the sales. Like the candy was basically being resold and then put on shelves way after it was expired. Mm -hmm. So that's why they uh, leased it to 
the uh, Zeta. Probably like Twinkies, special. which essentially have an indefinite shelf life, right? That's the opposite problem. Yeah. <laughs> Twinkies will always be around. Mm-hmm. I don't care what anyone says. Long after Earth has been destroyed by some sort of nuclear war, Twinkies will still be outfitted in some bunker. Twinkies, the food of the future. Mm-hmm. Now, Pop Rocks are also distributed now out of Atlanta, Georgia, very close to where we're recording right now. Nice. The company's called Pop Rocks, Inc., um, and they're a division of Zeta Special SA in Barcelona. If anyone is interested, SA is... It's actually uh, Barcelona. Barcelona, okay. Mm-hmm. You got to do the aspiration. Yes. Uh, SA is Societe Anonyme. Uh, it's the same as a corporation in the U.S., like... Mm-hmm. Um, LLC or uh, what's the other LLC? Does uh, the other designation? Uh, S corp. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. an S corp. Yeah. So it's like one of those designations in America, but in Spain. Now, Spain also has some kind of knockoff candy, um, the popping gum and other popping candy that they sell in other countries. They just don't sell it here. Now, speaking of ripoffs, a little bit of a side note. Did you know the Oreo was not the original cream and chocolate sandwich cookie? I'm about to gasp. Yep. Go ahead. <gasps> there it is. Hydrox, which you can still find. They're kind of hard to find. That sounds like a chemical, <laughs> like something I would use to clean my floor. Hydroxygen something. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, Hydrox was the original company. They're still around, but Oreo is actually the ripoff. It just became more popular for whatever reason. Quick question. What is the perfect filling to cookie ratio for an Oreo? I don't know what the ratio is, but overstuffed, the more cream I think is the better. Mm-hmm. Do you know they actually sell the Oreo cream by itself? Really? Yeah. You can order it online. I thought that was Crisco. It could be. <laughs> <laughs> With a little bit of sweetener. <laughs> a little bit of sugar mixed in. Just yeah. a big vat of Crisco. Mm-hmm. Um, it's delicious stuff, though. But yes, double stuff and mega stuff should be the standard for Oreo cookies. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. At least we agree on something. <laughs> now, speaking of ripoffs, uh, there are quite a few popping candy ripoffs. H-L-E-K-S, I'm not sure how to pronounce that, but it's Turkish. Uh, they create a pop and candy, uh, very similar to Pop Rocks. And there was also um, General Foods released another candy that did not do very well. Uh, it was called Cosmic Candy and later dubbed Space Dust. Uh, basically, it was it was the soda form, the, the powder form. Mm-hmm. Um, you still just put it in your mouth and it popped like Pop Rocks do. Uh, but <laughs> unfortunately... PCP and Angel Dust, uh, that's the street name of PCP, they became popular at the same time. And you can imagine Cosmic Candy, Space Dust, uh, Angel Dust. That'd be a PR nightmare. Yeah, it did not go over well. So parents in the 80s, and I remember my mom specifically did not want me to eat Pop Rocks because she thought the, uh, the Space Dust and the Cosmic Candy was the same thing. She's like, oh, no, this might be laced with something. I don't want you tripping out, you know? <laughs> and the more family-friendly Marvelous Creations Jelly Popping Candy Beanies in 2012, which contained jelly beans and candy-covered chocolate in addition to popping candy. Delicious. Very popular at the time. There was also Lemon and Paroa, or L&P for short. It was mixed with white chocolate in New Zealand by Whitaker's Company for a similar refreshment. And that's a drink, right? Mm-hmm. It is. Uh, several restaurant chefs incorporated the candy into desserts for a taste of nostalgia, and bartenders are even using them in cocktails today. Taco Bell is even using a similar cayenne popping crystal for a burrito, the firecracker burrito. I don't want to be around for the aftermath of that burrito. <laughs> for every good burrito is a bad time afterwards, right? <laughs> yeah. 
Another great quote I saw was from the author Rebecca Gober. She said, candy is nature's way of making up for Mondays. And I feel that she hit the nail on the head. Now, let's talk about how these guys are made. How are these guys made? I'm glad you asked. Sugar is dissolved into water at 320 degrees Fahrenheit. Now, water has to be under pressure at that temperature because otherwise it would just boil off, right? So the water is then evaporated at a very high temperature. And what remains is this sugary candy kind of stuff. And then they pressurize CO2 into the mixture as it cools. So it's not really cool. It's uh, 270 degrees Fahrenheit at this point and at a pressure of 730 PSI which is incredibly high. Can you imagine people making this for the first time and thinking like, yeah, we're going to sell this to children. (laughs) This is not something you mix up in your kitchen. Yeah. But at that temperature and pressure, they fervently stir the mixture to, uh, to evenly disperse the CO2 into the candy. With extra fervor. Stir, man, stir. Now, the mixture cools down. And uh, while it's still under 730 PSI pressure, and that entraps the CO2. Now, the cool part of all of this is once the candy is fully cooled, ready to go, uh, it pops in your mouth because your saliva and everything dissolves the candy and the CO2 ruptures through the wall because of all the pressure that's built up. And virtually the candy explodes in your mouth. That's pretty interesting. So there's essentially tiny little caverns in each crystalline structure that explode when you put the candy in your mouth. Yep. And you can see under 730 PSI pressure, you can see why these don't last long on the shelf. That much pressure, it's going to leak out of the candy eventually. Mm -hmm. So Pop Rocks aren't deadly when combined with soda. I don't believe you prove it. The rumor possibly started because people believed that the popping was caused by an acid-base reaction such as vinegar and baking soda, which would have been very dangerous. This myth was debunked on the very first episode of Mythbusters. And One of my favorite all-time shows. It was it was a great series when it was on. Uh, Did you know they weren't friends? I, I yeah. Jamie Heineman and, uh, and uh, Adam Savage. They're basically like uh, band members in Oasis. They just didn't like each other at they all. They just do the work. Yeah, I went to a show with Adam Savage called Brain Candy, mm-hmm. and <laughs> people he, he did a Q and A session, and people asked. Do you still keep in touch with Jamie? And he literally looked up at the audience and said, "Jamie, who?" And they laughed it off. He's like, "No, let me tell you, we went and worked on a six-hour project. We didn't speak the whole time. <laughs> it's kind of sad because I thought they were buddies, but they're not. But they're great work associates. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like Pop Rocks and Soda. Exactly. I mean, that excessive gas from Pop Rocks produced will, in fact, blow up a balloon. John Gilchrist, who played Mikey for Life Serial, is alive and well today. Is he still alive today? Yeah, he's still alive. Uh- you young whippersnappers, you're probably too young to remember, but back when I was a kid, Mikey um, became famous again as like a teenager um, because he supposedly ate Pop Rocks and drank soda, had so much gas that his stomach ruptured and he died. Totally untrue. Mm-hmm. He did drink, uh, he admitted later in some show that he did drink soda with Pop Rocks. Perfectly fine. Oh, there you go. And Marvin J. Rudolph, the man tasked with manufacturing the candy after it made its way out of the lab, wrote a book entitled Pop Rocks, The Inside Story of America's Revolutionary Candy in 2008. So I really think Pop Rocks is probably one of those weird candies that's somewhere in its own niche, but everybody knows about it and probably everybody has had Pop Rocks. Mm -hmm. Like uh, Sour Warheads. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Some of those great candies come from nostalgia. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And that's our show. We hope you enjoyed it. Remember, we exist within the universe. And the universe exists within ourselves. We're all the stuff of stars. So have a stellar day, everyone. And thanks for stopping by our corner of the cosmos. This has been the Mid-Flight Crisis Podcast. You can support important spaceship repairs and maintenance by subscribing to the Mid-Flight Crisis Patreon page. We'd love to hear your suggestions about the show and future topics, and we appreciate your support, ratings, and reviews. This endeavor is impossible without amazing listeners like you. Thanks for sharing your space and time with us. We'll see you on the next adventure. Support for the Mid-Flight Crisis and the following message comes from our sponsor. 